When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, Dog Nation. This is Zwange from South Africa. Um, the first and only Cleveland Brown supporter from, from South Africa. Um, love your stuff, man. Let's go, Dog Nation. Super Bowl. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Dogs. As you can see, we're down a couple dogs today. Sickness has hit the studio. Uh, jo- uh, Justin and Zach both went home from work sick today. So, you know, we're, ho- we're keeping them in our prayers. Uh, but no, so they'll hopefully be back next week. Well, at least Justin, you know, Zach's going to miss. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> they had legitimate reasons for not being here today. So we'll I think it's safe to them. say pretty much every Browns fan was really sick after the game last night. So I get it. Totally understand, but hey, we toughed it out. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, if you want to get your intro on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. If uh, he can leave one from South Africa, you guys can leave one from wherever you're at. <laughs> so no excuses. Uh, Browns suffered one of like the most heartbreaking defeats of probably the last 10 years, it felt like last night. Um, before we break it all down for you guys, remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google if you prefer to just listen to the podcast. Uh, lastly, if you're looking for more content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on our Patreon page. Uh, the fantasy matchups are wrapping up. We're going to be giving out free dogs merch to the winners of each one of the leagues. Uh, hopefully next year we, we had two leagues this year. Maybe next year we get more people. We have three, four, five leagues. That'd be really cool. Um, you get the episodes early. You get a lot more input on the show, too. Like on the way in today, I t- uh, texted everybody in the Patreon, asked if there's anything they wanted us to talk about today. So you kind of get you get more interaction on the show. You got more direct access to us. It's been pretty cool so far in there. Uh, so head to jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. Well, just the two of us here again today. And, you know, so we're going to switch up the the style. We're not going to do the one went right, one went wrong again, kind of like last week. I just want to jump into the game. Um it's a depressing day to be doing an episode. I'm not going to lie. Immediately after the game, as soon as the kick went in, I just went to my room and was just distraught. And my mm-hmm. wife just left me alone. She was smart enough to just leave me alone. And yeah. then, he kicked that first one. Yeah. And then it, it it's popped up timeout on the screen. And I was like, hey, you know what? He's going to miss this next kick. I know uh, it. I, didn't I know think it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a 48 yarder. I mean, it's not a gimme. 
No, on, it's, for well, other it's, candidates, it's, it's certainly not a gimme for us. Um, it was just, it was so depressing. Um, before we get into the, the episode, like deeply, I feel really bad for Tack McKinley. Yeah. Um, yep. You could, he was kind of turning his career around. He's having a really good season for us. I was really liking what he was doing. Um, and then you could just tell, like, he knew it too. Like, it was bad it's on the cart, talking to Miles. I just felt really bad for the guy. As soon as a guy buries his face in his hands and you know he's crying on the cart, you know, that's bad. Yeah. Because you, if they're kind of waving to the fans or, you know, thumbs up or whatever, talking to a trainer on the cart, whatever, you know, maybe it's not as bad, but he knew it was. When it's late in the season, Achilles, too, that's a tough one to come back from. And, a lot of what Tack does is predicated on like his speed. He's an athletic guy, so hopefully yeah. he can bounce back. Hopefully we bring him back next year. He can bounce back, but I just felt really bad for him, um, so I wanted to throw that out there. Uh, and then before we get into it again, I think you got to commend Nick Mullins before we even really get like get into like what made us mad about the game. I don't think you get asked any more out of a guy who is a third string quarterback with one practice under his belt hasn't thrown to any of these guys. Mm. You and there's know, not many guys to throw to anyway. No. And and he came out and honestly, I mean, he did, he, perf- he operated the offense, the level that honestly it's operated at the last two months. Anyways, <laughs> he went 20 of 30s for, you know, 67% completion. He had 147 yards and a touchdown, no picks, no turnovers and an 89.2 rating. He had a higher rating than Derek Carr on the other side. Yeah. I mean, so Obviously, the offense was extremely stagnant in the first half and stuff like that. But I just, I just thought Nick Mullins did everything he could to win us the game, and he certainly didn't lose it. And I feel like that's all you could ask out of a guy in that situation. Absolutely. I mean, people are going to be like, "Man, you're being really nice to Nick Mullins, and you're always really <laughs> uh, mean to Baker." <laughs> Difference is Nick Mullins is third string quarterback. Baker no, was he's not even a, pick. I mean, I, he's a practice squad quarterback. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, you're right. Baker's the number one overall pick. He's the starter. He's supposed to be the franchise guy. Yep. So, but I thought he needed to be commended for his effort. Um, so the first thing we wanted to get into, a couple things, you know, we had a little bit of an order. Um, we had to talk about special teams. We've been kind of talking about it, I feel like, for the last month or so. Um, really all season. Our special teams are bad. They're, and they just cost us another game. I mean, there there's multiple things that cost us the game. But if he makes that field goal, which he he's now missed six of his last eleven, I'm pretty sure. Do you remember what the distance was? I do not. It but it wasn't that long. It was it was under fifty. Wonder if it'll tell me on here. Go ahead and keep talking about it because yeah. Um, but it's just so frustrating. At the beginning of the year, Chase McLaughlin. You remember on this show we talked about. We finally solidified the kicking position. First yeah. time since Phil Dawson, we felt confident in a kicker. He he is hot garbage. <laughs> he can't make anything on a consistent basis. Tell me you felt confident he was going to make the extra point after we scored in the fourth quarter. I know yeah, I did. I was definitely nervous about it. I was extremely definitely. nervous. And, and and it seems like it's one thing or the other. We Jamie Gillen has not been that great. He goes out, we bring in Colquitt, and he starts. And I'm like, man, Jamie Gillen lost his job. Our I special, hope so. Our special team just got way better, and then Chase McLaughlin can't make any field goals. I know. It's just so frustrating. I mean, last week or against – yeah, last week against the Ravens almost cost us the game on uh, an onside kick return. Yes, and I, I will – I will respectfully request that you no longer call him by his name. He is now Chase McLaughlin. 
<laughs> okay? Until he can make a freaking field goal, he is McLaughlin. I'm pretty sure the stat is he's he's missed six of his last 11. Uh, I'm pretty sure. If you said 11 of 11, I'd believe it. I, I feel like he never makes them anymore, and that was a big one last night. We knew it. We knew the whole game. Like Points were very difficult to come by. Yes, and, and it, it killed... It was the only good drive you had in the first half. It was right. a momentum swing. Yeah, we were finally got down the, into their territory. I mean, it was, yeah, it it was, it was rough. So we, got, I'm honestly surprised. The only, I think maybe one of the only reasons he's still on the team today, as we record this episode, is because it's such a quick turnaround to Saturday. Uh, no guarantees, though. Did you see Stefanski's comment? I did not. presser, I think it must have been today. I'm going to be honest. I listened to a little bit of stuff today, I know, it's but tough. It's I've tough. been so depressed. So I don't blame you guys for not listening to our show anymore because I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm finally starting to get it. Like it is once you uh, just watch us just continually throw games away, it's like the last thing you want to then listen to is more, a reminder about I it. I know. I know. But so Stefanski today came out and said, because uh, they asked him about making a kicking change, and he said he wasn't going to rule it out. He said, we need to make our kicks, and Chase knows that. So he did not rule out making a kicking change. I honestly don't care who. I don't know. I just don't know, well, one, who you, who it would be, especially on such short notice, and if they're not vaccinated, they can't be on the team that soon anyways. Was like two weeks or something to clear protocols? I don't or, know. So I, I don't know. I just don't know if there's time to add him. We're only going to have one practice this week. So I just don't know if there's time good, to make good. a kicking change this year. And to be honest, what's the point? Like, I'm not trying to be too depressing, but the season's <laughs> over. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, so what's the point? So before we before we hit that too hard, I will say I did see a, a tweet today said that season is not over. Now, if the Browns go two and one in the last three games, and what those two games have to be against Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Yes. And then if the Bengals and Ravens both go one and two. And then I hate when they do this. They said, go look at their records. They said it's doable. So I'll have to go look at their record to see or their uh, schedule to see. Who I they did look play, at but. some of it. The, the Ravens technically have the easiest remaining schedule out of the four teams. Bengals might be the hardest. Um, I think we were third and Steelers were second. Okay. Um, it's doable. I know like we need the, the Ravens to beat the Bengals this week because the Bengals have a three and one division record. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need them. To, and then we need Kansas city to beat the Steelers this week, but they got COVID issues going on now. Yeah. So the Steelers will probably catch a lucky break. Um, they seem to. Yeah. It's just, it just doesn't look good. Is it over? <laughs> no, but there nothing this team is doing is giving me any confidence to think like that we're going to go into a Monday night game and beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, I know it's it. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to get more and more upbeat, but I'm like uh, fighting against myself here. Yeah. Well, let's just move on and talk about this game some more. Then I think what we have to talk about is so fourth quarter we take eight minutes. Um. Go down and score. Take the lead, 14-13. They get the ball back with about, what, three minutes to go, three and a half minutes to go, somewhere in there, and we pick them off. Greedy makes a great play. Oh, my gosh. Greedy Williams. What a play. Yeah. He's played. He's been a godsend this year. Yeah, he really has. For a guy who um, 
couldn't stay healthy his first two years in the league. And we were like, man, we, we might have to get rid of him because he's never available. Yeah, I know. He's been like a one steady presence on our defense this year. Yeah, he's he's really he's really grown into that second round draft pick that we really hoped he could become like that starting kind of like stud cornerback. And, and it makes you wonder where he can go to if he continues to grow like this and, and if he continues to stay healthy. Yes. I mean, he could be really good. Um, he makes a great play. And if you listen to Derek Carr after the game, he was talking about like, I thought we had, like, I thought that was it. I thought it was about to be a bomb touchdown. And that dude came over top of the route and just made a really nice play on the ball. He didn't even, and, yeah. um, and I thought to myself, once he made that play, I said, that has to be it. You cannot put this defense back on the field. They've done everything you've asked of, you can possibly ask of them. You cannot put them back on the field. It's done. This needs to be, you need to go get a first down. And we come out and we run the ball on first down. And then we run the ball on second down. And then it's third and three. And we run it again for no gain. And we punt. And I just don't understand why we ran the ball on third and three with the season on the line. And that's what you call to on the plus side of the two minute warning. So if you throw the ball and it's incomplete, you're saving not that much time. You're still going to be giving them the ball with over two minutes. Cause the two minute warning is there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what it, now, if there's a minute and a half left, and it's third and three, and they have no timeouts. Yes, you can run the ball because then you can run it all the way down, take a delay game, punt the punt the ball to them. They get the ball inside their own twenty, and now they got to go sixty yards, seventy yards, and they got to do it in thirty seconds with no timeouts. You were on the other side of the two minute warning. It makes zero sense. You have to quit being scared to go win games. We keep playing not to lose. Go win the game. Andy Reid threw the ball on fourth and one with Chad Henney in the playoffs <laughs> last year. And we, yeah. we refused to do it. This is how many games this year now where the offense is on the field at the end of the game with a chance to go ice it, mm-hmm. and we get nothing. Yeah, the big one was that I remember right now was uh, the Chargers. Yeah, and all Kansas we, City. All we had to do was get a first down. One first down, it's game over. We end up losing. It. So I had a little bit of a different reaction, but whenever you explain it like that, I totally understand what you're saying because of the time situation, the two minute warning and everything. It was one of those games where it was so brutal to watch. It was so just ugly and, and everything that when it was third and three, I, I was sitting there on my couch and I remember saying out loud, and I told you this before the show, I said, this is where just give the ball to your best player who's one of the best running backs in the league, and you get those three yards. Now, after what you just said, I totally understand where you're coming from. And going against what I just said, we hadn't run the ball very well at all that whole game. No, we, we ran so. the ball for three quarters. We couldn't run the ball. And then for like one drive in the fourth quarter, we ran it. Other than that, we hadn't been running the ball well at no, all. No, it was, it was ugly. I mean, what was Chubb, like three yards of carry in the first half? Yeah, and and here's the th- what what's worse is the drive before when we scored the touchdown, Nick Mullins, I'm pretty sure, was like seven of eight on third down and threw a touchdown on fourth. You trusted him to throw a touchdown pass on fourth and goal for the season. 
but then on third and three, you wouldn't trust him to throw a pass. He what is he what had he done during the game to make you think that he couldn't complete a three yard pass? And you had to know. I mean, maybe maybe it's different than being on this. You had to know giving them the ball back. It was game over. As soon as we punted to them, I knew it was over. I knew it was over. Yep. Yep. And I like what you said about our defense did everything they needed to do in that game. They did. Yeah. They did everything to set the offense up to go out and win the game, and, and it's over. That defense played their butts off. And you had to, we lost tack. We mm-hmm. didn't have Clowney. We didn't have Newsom. JJ3 got banged up. Uh, Miles Garrett was 50% by the end of that yeah. game. Why would you put the defense back on the field? Go yeah. win the damn game. I, I agree with you on that. I really do. And, um, I, and I hope. And so this game, it went exactly the way I was expecting it to because I was not expecting us to come out and score a bunch of points. We don't even do that with our starters. <laughs> um, I expected it to be one of those games, kind of like when the Patriots played the Bills and they just kept running the ball, even though they weren't getting anything. And they were just like, just trucking along, trucking along, keeping it close, trucking mm-hmm. along. And I knew I was going to get frustrated at play calling. And I knew I was going to be like, why are we doing this? But it was going to stay close and we were going to have a chance to win it. I knew I was not going to love the way the game looked and I wasn't going to feel good about the game, Yeah, but I thought we were going to win it because in, I was almost right, but we missed a field goal <laughs> yeah. and the coach grow a set of nuts, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't understand. And I hope all these people screaming about, um, I want to see AVP call the plays. We can put that to rest now, right, please? I, yeah, I mean, it should have never been a topic of conversation to begin with, but you're right, people are saying it. Um, it's not, that, yeah, it's not Stefanski. It's not Stefanski's play calling. We have a serious personnel issue on offense. Yes. Like, well, and, and I mean, obviously, okay, we had, Half of our team was on the COVID list still, which, again, they moved the game, and it was like, okay, so we got three guys back. Thank you. And lost two more. And so yeah, and really lost two more. Thank, of one. Yeah. NFL, by the way, you guys rock. You guys rock. Yeah. Um, thanks a lot for that game. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, but even with the, the decimation on offense, it was like, okay, now we got DPJ out there. Well, we always do anyway. <laughs> you know, we're missing Jarvis. You know, we're missing Hooper. But we always have and Joku and Bryant out there. So I, for as deep as we thought we were like before the season, we we, we kind of suck on offense. Like as far as the, the personnel goes, uh, we'll get into it. <laughs> I think fun. the receiving core definitely needs upgraded. Oh, it needs upgraded a lot. I definitely think though that we make them look worse than what they are. Yes, and but at the same time, I mean, DPJ dropped some passes last night. It's like, dude, if you want to be a, a top tier receiver in this league, you make those catches. Does the one count as a drop? The one where the guy hit it out of his hand? That's more of a pass breakup, in my opinion. I, You'd like I, to see him hold on to it, but I'm pretty sure it counts as a pass. Let's do, I'll give them. I'll give him a half on that one, a half drop. So he had one other drop, one very blatant, like. But then he made. He had some huge plays. He did. He did. He. He put it together finally, which was good. It was good to see. It's just it's such a bummer whenever you know that that's the guy you're relying on in this one because of all the guys that are missing. And, and then he, he's dropping some pretty important passes, but he it's did just, make some big plays down the stretch. Um, but yeah, and I saw things somebody said on Twitter 
because uh, Dustin Fox tweeted something like, um, people think I hate the Browns and stuff like that, but all I'm just calling it, we have an elite roster and we should not be seven and seven. Right. And people were, and somebody went through and broke down the roster and was like, this is only average. This is average. This is good. This is, and I was like, and I, this is the NFL. You're only going to have maybe one or two elite units. If you can have two elite units and the rest are average or good, that's better than seven and seven. This is the NFL. You, you're not going to have, you're not going to have an elite offensive line, an elite running back room, an elite wide receiver room, elite DBs, elite linebacker. I mean, you don't get to play with 12 pro bowlers. No, I feel like when people say that kind of stuff, they're they're living in Madden world where yeah. they get to train up all all their guys in every position units and 85 or better. And it's like, that's that's not real life. No. Like you're rolling guys out there as starters and they might be a 70. That might be really good for that position group yeah. on your team. Yeah, you, like you said, not everybody gets to be a 95 on your team. Right. You know, Absolutely. It's, 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 I don't understand where people think that. We have more than enough to be better than seven and seven mm-hmm. more than enough. Yes. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's been a very disappointing season to uh, say the least. It, it, so in here, one thing I'll touch on. So we're super one. We're bummed that the NFL, like, I don't know to me, the COVID protocols make no sense that we have a bunch of asymptomatic vaccinated players who had to sit in this game, but starting now today, asymptomatic COVID player or vaccine players don't get tested. Yeah. So, right. so we had all our guys sitting at home, like <laughs> yeah. feeling fine. So, so Baker's sitting at home feeling fine and he doesn't get to play because the game was yesterday. But for the teams who played Sunday, that doesn't matter anymore. Right. Uh, and that tells me you don't, and knowing that all the Browns players who had it were vaccinated and now you're not going to test vaccinated players. You don't care about, the spread of COVID, you just don't want to know about the spread of COVID. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Because we're our team is evidence that the vaccination, the the vaccinated players still get it. So if, if now, but because you know, now you're like, well, we can't test them because then all these people will keep missing games. We just won't test you if you're vaccinated because you're, but you know, they still have it. Yeah. So you just don't want to, you just want to turn a blind eye. We know you probably have it or you possibly have it. So we're just not going to test you now. Yeah. So it's kind of like how they knew everybody's smoking weeds and they were just like, (laughs) we're just not going to test for that anymore. It's a good point, man. You know what I mean? So it's just so stupid, but we put ourselves for this to be a must win game. We put ourselves in this situation. Don't lose to the Ravens when Lamar throws four picks. Don't lose to the Steelers when they only score 15 points. Don't lose to the Chiefs when you're, killing them in the first half. Don't lose to the chargers when you've outplayed them the whole game. I mean, that, that's four wins right there that we should have had. We should have came to this. This game shouldn't have mattered. No. And if we, we should have just been like, you're right. NFL will forfeit. We win those games right there. Or we're at the top of the AFC North sitting in a playoff spot, locked in pretty much not real worried about the rest of the season at this point. Correct. With the way these other teams have gone. Plus that adds another loss to the Ravens, another loss to the Steelers. You're not worried about the AFC North at this point. But here we are, losing a COVID game by a missed field goal. and So five of our seven losses this year, I would say we lost the game. The team didn't beat us. Yeah. We lost the game. I'll take the butt whooping from the Patriots. They beat us in every phase of the game. Oh, yeah. And the Cardinals stomped us. Yep. 
But all these other games, we outplayed that t- the team and lost because yeah. we're Cleveland, and that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. And I thought we were done doing that. Um, yeah. Well, I know we want to get into some player stuff. Yep. But before we get into that, I'll tell you guys about Symbol dogs.symbol.app check it out if you go to that url now it's uh it'll give you more of a step-by-step instructions on how to use that promo code use promo code dogs d-a-w-g-s get 10 free dollars plus your deposit is 100 percent guaranteed up to 500 dollars for the first 90 days so how that works you're going to jump in put your deposit from one dollar up to 500 you're going to play the stock market for sports. You're going to buy shares of different sports teams, trade them, sell them, just like you would on the stock market, um, on Robinhood app or Coinbase or whatever it is. Um, you're going to trade your teams. You're going to make your money. If you're like, man, I don't really like this, or you lose all your money or something happens, all you do is you reach out to Symbol and tell them, hey, I want my money back. They're going to send it back to you as long as you do it within the first 90 days. 100% risk-free on symbol right now check it out promo code dogs d-a-w-g-s play the stock market for sports it's a ton of fun yep and i'm sure we all love an action-packed high-scoring nfl game which we didn't get very many of those this weekend uh there's a lot of uh duds on the slate but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl you will be a winner once a single point is scored new customers who bet just one dollar on any team to score can win 100 dollars in free bets it's that simple. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, you can still get in on the NFL action. And if you're like me and you are now out of all of your fantasy playoff leagues and everything else, uh, barring some crazy comeback against Blake tonight, um, you're done playing fantasy. But you can get in for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports, which is what I will be doing here on out. You can do it all through the playoffs into the Super Bowl. You can even do Daily Fantasy for the um, Pro Bowl and stuff like that. So, it's pretty cool. Check it out. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with the promo code TPPN for the Pigskin Podcast Network. And uh, do that this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's a mouthful. That's right. (laughs) Uh, well, Ooh. hey, we're always appreciative of our sponsors, so it's worth the mouthful. Yeah, right. At least <laughs> I didn't hurt my groin like yeah. Miles. Uh, speaking of Miles, we were kind of talking about this off the show. I think with a lot of us, especially when we were texting about it in the Patreon group too, this was a game you kind of felt like you needed Miles to dominate. We knew the defense, is, well, the defense was shorthanded in the secondary, um, missing Newsom, and uh, we ended up getting JJ three back, but who yeah, else? We and, didn't, and have, we, we didn't we have Harrison, Harrison or Delpit. Yeah. And Newsom. So, and Newsom, we, yeah, yeah. so we were short in the secondary. Um, so we, this kind of felt like a game and we didn't have Clowney. kind of felt like a game. We need miles. This is where miles is going to make his money. We need him to kind of take over this game. Um, a la TJ Watt against the Titans. Yeah. Okay. He didn't do it. He did not. And, and I know he got hurt late. Um, but even before he got hurt, he didn't really do anything. Mm-mm. And so we started looking at it. When when was the last time Miles dominated a game? He gets a sack a game. That's great. There's 60 other plays. Yeah, and, and it kind of goes back to that 
when you're watching a Browns game, especially, and I, I, I used to like watching on primetime too, whenever the, you know, the whole country's watching. Cause I watch those games Sunday night, Monday night, whatever. And you know, when you see these guys on other teams and the Rams play Aaron Donald, when the Steelers play TJ Watt, you know, they're talking, they're highlighting these, these pass rushers on the other side. Like they're going to, we're going to be calling their name a lot tonight. And they do. But then when it comes to the Browns and Miles Garrett, it's sometimes I'll watch a game and forget he's on the team. He disappears all the time. And I get when people are, oh, well, he's getting doubled. He's getting held and all that stuff. Okay, fine. But if you're if you're impacting a game, you don't have to go out there and get five sacks to impact a game. But you need to be leading to other people getting sacks or pressures. I mean, at one point last night, they showed he had like how many snaps was it? 20-some, 25 snaps, zero pressures, and zero sacks. That's not dominating a game. No, in, in like we, so we went and looked at it. The last time we felt he dominated a game was the Bears this year. And we're talking dominating a game, like the whole game, not, not making a couple big plays here and there, not strip sack and going back for a huge play last week, which was awesome. No Scored doubt about it. Game-winning touchdown. But, but a lot of players make big plays every week. He Put it this way. Miles made that play last week. It was one of his only three tackles. <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so we said the Bears. Yeah. That's the last time we remember where he just made his presence felt every... You had to know where Miles was. Yes. He made his presence felt every single snap. He had five sacks. Dominated the game. They couldn't do anything. One, the Bears' offensive line was garbage. Two, Justin Fields' first NFL start with a history of holding onto the ball forever. Yes. Okay? So it kind of played right into what we needed. So good for Miles. He took advantage, dominated the game like the best player on your team supposed to. He had five sacks. He has 15 on the year. So he had a third of his sacks this year yeah. in, in one game. So that means if you take out that Bears game, he now has 10 sacks in 13 games. That is not a dominant player. No, I mean, it's... It's an above average player, but it's not It's not a dominant takeover game. It's not defensive. Of- He's not Micah Parsons. Oh, yeah. He's not, I mean, this sucks. He's not TJ Watt. I know. And honest to God, I don't even really think it's close. Well, and, and like I said, TJ Watt's a great example because when you watch the Steelers, you know he's on the field. I mean, he's, Every he's time. always making something happen. I mean, he's not always getting sacks. I mean, that's not what this is all about. Except it's for about, he does have 17 and a half this year. And he, does. he, and he, and he missed the league games. now. Yep. So Miles gets five in one game and he has 15. TJ misses two games and still has two and a half more sacks. And there were a lot of plays last night against the Raiders where I feel like maybe a little different technique or a different move here and there. I mean, there were there were points where Carr should have been taken down that he didn't get touched. And I get and I get that Miles gets held. You think TJ Watt doesn't get held? You think Micah Parsons doesn't get held? You oh think yeah. Robert Quinn doesn't get held. Everybody's getting held. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're supposed to be our best player. And I just feel like very rarely do, does he just completely take over. There's too many times he disappears. You, like you said, you watch the game and you forget he's even playing. That, that should not happen. He's supposed to be our best player. Yeah. At least, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I tell you who I notice more in games than Miles a lot of time is JOK. Oh my gosh, yeah. JOK is... Week in and week out, he's he's making a name for himself. He really is. But I, and, and it, it, we didn't have Clowney last night. So is is Clowney making things easier on Miles? Is Miles making things easier on Clowney? Because I feel like I get more 
I, I hear Clowney a little bit more from time to time during games. You yeah. see Clowney in on the run stops a lot, making tackles and things like that. A lot of times people take miles, they just run at him. Yeah. And it's just, I just don't understand. And I feel like we're going to get a lot of hate for this. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say, we're going to get a lot. Of, don't hear what we're not saying. Like, we're not saying that, I'm not that saying Miles is a bad player, that we shouldn't have him on the team. Please don't take that this out of context. Like what we're saying is, you got to be better. You're going to be the face of our team, the face of our defense at the very least. And you just got a huge contract. Huge contract. You want to be defensive player of the year, and we're playing against the Raiders in a must-win game at home on Monday night with a lot of players missing. And you need to take over and show that this is my team, and I'm winning this game. I'm going to make something happen. And nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing. No. If he wouldn't have got hurt and they wouldn't have noticed he got hurt and then start you would if you were a casual fan, you wouldn't even know that Miles Garrett was supposed to be a good player. Yes, and remember everybody, he didn't get hurt until later in the game. I mean, throughout the whole like first half drive or two while he was hurt. That was you it. know, he didn't do anything then either. He ended the game with three tackles. One tackle for loss. That was it. Jesus. Three <laughs> tackles again? Yeah. Three tackles again. And, and here's and here's what really drives me nuts. He just rushes up the field. He gets ten yards up the field and just opens up a lane for either them to hand the ball off. Well, they do that all the time. How many times last night did Miles rush up the field and they just ran the ball right inside the crease? He yeah. just naturally create. You know what I tell seventh and eighth grade D linemen? Heel depth and find the football. Yeah. If it's a run play, you get heel depth and find the football. You don't just rush 10 yards upfield. They have to block you. Yeah, we were having a little bit of trouble with the rush for a while last night. Um, and for a minute there, I thought, oh, crap, is Jacobs going to run all over us just like he did last year? But, you know, they, they ended up bearing down, and, and luckily they, he gashed us here and there, but, but it didn't end up hurting us too bad. No. So to everybody who says I only pick on Baker there, I just picked on somebody else. Well, look at that, though. You're consistent. You're picking on our number one overall picks. You you guys, if you want this status of, of number one overall pick, face of the franchise, in talks for these year-end awards and all this and that, you got to play. Like, you got to make stuff happen on the field. Yeah. No excuses. Go out there and play and dominate. You're supposed to dominate. You're not dominating. I don't think it makes you any worse. Actually, I think it makes you a good Browns fan to not just be okay with it. Oh. Like, hey, I expect better of my players that are getting paid the most on the team. Yeah. I just, I will say this too. So then one will pivot here. Um, I'm a little, it's a little depressing to me that we came into this game on the offensive side of the ball with a patchwork offensive line, no Jarvis Landry, no Kareem hunt, no Austin Hooper and the offense. You could have, if you just would have strapped some starters names on the back of those guys, jerseys, it just would have looked like our normal offense. I mean, how many points have we scored the last five weeks? We haven't scored over 17 in okay, a real well, hey, long time. We just scored four. Actually, we should have scored 17 last yeah, night. So we so, missed a field goal. So it was the same. So Nick Mullins did the same with less. Yeah, and I mean, before we dive into that, though, I mean, Nick Chubb, I'll tell you what, for, for um, the defense really, really stacking the box and just saying we're not letting Nick Chubb beat us, and there were times whenever, man, that one run on the edge, if he'd have just broken through and not gotten hit out of bounds there, mm-hmm. I think he was gone. 
you know what I mean? And and he still ended up with a touchdown. I mean, 23 carries. That was it. We rushed the ball 24 times. Yeah. I saw somebody on Twitter was like, we didn't run the ball. I said, we ran the ball 24 times, uh, or and we only had like 52 or 53 plays. That's 50-50. You're not going to – this yeah. isn't 1920. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, You're right. So – it just that to me that's depressing going forward. Not just necessarily for this game, just for the fact that um the gap between like first string and third string is almost non existent. Well, we already saw a game with the second string <laughs> and we scored how many points? Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. <laughs> I mean it's it's almost like plug and play your quarterback right now because you're gonna score about seventeen. And yeah, and I'm not I don't wanna be like uh a cowherd regurgitator here, but I felt like he made a good point today where like Baker's the best one. And then just like a, a little notch below his case. And then just a little bit below cases and Mullins. So Baker's the best one, but none of them are great. None of them are special. They're just guys. Yeah. And to me, like last night made it so obvious. If Nick Mullins is going to put up 17 with way less talent around him and you continuously only put up 17 with all your starters, I mean, what are we doing? It, it, it was It's so obvious anymore. It's so obvious to me. Like It, it's, it shouldn't even be a question. <laughs> it will be, though, but you're going to get a lot of hate for it. But you know where I stand, too. You know that I, I started the year in a completely different position than where I am now. Um, definitely going more your direction in the whole situation. We It really sucked not having Kareem Hunt to give Chubb those spells. But at the same time, I don't know if he'd have done much either. We were not breaking off any big runs. And, and once they stuffed up the run game, it was, well, can, can Nick Mullins do this? And he did okay. We had too many three and outs, uh, just giving the ball right back to them, putting our defense back out there. Um, Nick Mullins, 20 to 30, 147 mm-hmm. yards, a touchdown, uh, 77.9 QBR, basically a 90 rating. Uh, they showed like all three of our quarterback stats today on the herd. They're almost all identical. Yeah. I mean, blind stats, Nick Mullins, Baker this year, you wouldn't know which one was which. Yeah. And I think, I think we really need to, as Browns fans, and this is where I've been at. Like, I've got to separate, like, I love Baker, the guy, like I I would be friends with that guy. I'd love to have him in the studio. Like he's a cool dude. He's he's tried to play Xbox with him all the time. He never (laughs) answers my invites. Like he's a great guy. But is he the future of the Browns offense? Are we going to just settle for 17 points tops every game from for the next however many years? I don't want to. We can't win them. No. Obviously. It, and look at like the, the, the teams that are good. They have great special quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. This is not – people always talk about like Joe Flacco. Want us, this isn't 2000 anymore. 2010. This isn't that. Well, and the thing, okay, so Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. A couple years later, they draft Lamar and found out real quick, we got to make a switch. Well, yeah, and and he caught lightning in the bottle for one postseason stretch. Joe Flacco was never that great before, and he was crap after. He was, I I think he was your, your slightly above average quarterback. You know, he's... He was a solid starter, but like he was, you're right. He was nothing special. Yeah, I mean, we think about this. If we want to win a Super Bowl, we got Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar, uh, Josh Allen, Mahomes. 
You, yeah. Those guys, they go get first downs at the ends of games. Yes, D- they do. Derek Carr, I'm pretty sure last night was his, what, 28th or 29th fourth quarter comeback win. Uh, 20, yeah, one of those. He he gets the first downs. Yeah. And, like, I mean, going into the week, we said Carr's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the league. I would take him in a heartbeat. Think about the think about everything Derek Carr has gone. People want to talk about how the Browns have been dysfunctional. The Raiders are just us on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, they really are. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they are they're just as bad as when it comes to dysfunction. Yeah, I mean they they had a player this year get go, he's going to go to prison <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, they had I shouldn't a, laugh. They had a coach right. fired. They were without their number one receiver last night in Darren Waller. Um, and he gets the ball back and goes right down the, fo- the field and they win. Yeah. Well, and can we just talk for a second on that? What, what were we doing with Foster Moreau at the end of the game there? Uh, so like, the only thing I can think is they were trying to box him in to keep him in bounds. And then like they just had brain farts. Like it, it just looked like they all like two guys like converged on him and then just stopped. Yeah, just like and, oh, here get eight extra yards and yeah. run out of bounds. Because uh, I'm sitting there, I'm watching him. Like, are, were they just afraid because he's bigger than them? Like, what are you doing? It was terrible, I, and I don't want to criticize the Browns' effort because I thought they put it all on the line last night. Yeah, yeah, but, for sure. And that's commendable. So don't get me wrong, guys. Like I, I commend the Browns for their effort. Their backs were up against the wall. It was an impossible task. But at the end of the day, this is the NFL. This isn't high school. Like the, the feel good story doesn't get me to the playoffs. No, no, it doesn't. So they just the the it's bleak. And maybe we should have done this episode tomorrow and I'd be less depressed. <laughs> I don't know, man. You I, know what I mean? But it's I just it's just bleak because now we got a short turnaround. I know a guy in our Patreon, he really thinks we got a shot against the Packers. I I don't. We're going to get into we'll it. We'll talk about that. I'm not seeing a win in that game Saturday. No, I mean, to, to put it in perspective, so they showed a graphic on the screen last night, and they said with a Brown, if the Browns win tonight, they're number one in the AFC North and, what, fourth, fourth seed in the playoff. Hosting a playoff game. And if they lose tonight... They're last in the AFC North. Like in 12th in the AFC total. That's how tight everything is right now. That one game, you can either be number one or dead last. It's crazy. Yeah. But that's, that's the year we're in. That's the way it's going. And right now, the only, the only team vying for a playoff spot below us is the Denver Broncos. Everybody else now is ahead of us. So we got to put some stuff together these last three games. There's some teams ahead of us too. The Steelers suck. I watched the Steelers play, and I just cannot yeah. believe they have more than three or four wins. The Dolphins are ahead of us now. They the started, Raiders, what, one and five, one and six? Something like that. Um, the Dolphins are us from last year, by the way. Don't buy the hype. Don't, don't. I don't think they're all of a sudden good. Go look at their schedule. Mm-hmm. They've played on, on, the, on this win streak. They've played nobody with a winning record, I think. They're, they're just us from last year. So they're just kind of... They're just riding the wave. They're riding, yep. getting handed a crazy easy second half schedule. The Raiders are so bad. Yeah. 
you know, and it's just in what, what makes the, yes. Do if we have all of our starters, do we win yesterday? I would almost hundred percent guarantee it. What hurts so bad is that we still should have won and we just gave it to them. We missed a, a field goal and we just were too afraid to go get the, to go win the game. That's all it comes down to. You were, you were, instead of playing to win, you played not to lose. How many times is that going to bite you? Yeah, you're right, because the decision to run the ball, even though in the moment when I was watching the game, it's what I was hoping they would do because I just wanted to see Nick Chubb bust through there, but... It, it, it really didn't make sense because especially you're, you're, to run it to the right. We, if you're going to run it, run it to the left where we got, where we'd been running better and we got uh Joel Batonio, right? Yeah. Why are you going to run it behind Blake Hance? And it wasn't even Hance that got blown up. What really sucks. We had the, our right guard and center available. Treader got blown up. Mm. He's the one who got the, the play killed. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, because what it was, it, I think you said at the beginning of the show, two thirty. They had no timeouts left, so we ran the ball, saying, "Okay, if we don't get it, we're going to knock only thirty seconds off, not what forty. Yeah, because well, they got the two minute warning, and then they get full two minutes to come down and get in field goal position. Yeah, you. And they have a better kicker. Yeah, you weren't in a better quarterback. Well, okay, I just mean as far as getting into field goal range isn't as difficult as it would be for us because we got to get a lot closer. You just had to know too. Like I said, Derek Carr had 28 come from behind wins. Yeah. Why would you give him the ball back? They kept showing that. And I'm like, stop it. Uh, It's just, it still drives me. I still can't get over it. I keep, I just can't. No. And you're right. They should have, they should have tried to just throw the ball and get that first down because don't be afraid. Try it. Why? What are you afraid of? Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've convinced me on that. Especially, like I said, especially the drive right before Mullins completed Seven of eight on third down, and he completed a fourth down pass for a touchdown. It's not like he had four picks and a uh, 25% completion percentage, and he just looked like he was in totally over his head. He was playing competently. Yeah, and I mean, a handful of those, you know, incompletions were drops or, you know, pass breakups that were good throws. Yeah. They just didn't, they just weren't completed. It was not, yeah, he was not making bad errant throws. He wasn't making bad decisions. No, I, I just don't. I, I will never understand that play call on that side of the two minute warning. Like I said, if it's on the other side and you do it, it makes I, it makes sense it makes at that more point because then they only have, like you said, maybe forty five seconds Tops. and no timeouts, and they got to get down the field. So yeah. I get that. But, but yeah, with with over two minutes left, yeah, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Well. Um, before we just start talking in circles, I think we'll wrap this thing up now that we've just <laughs> redepressed everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, let us know what you guys think of the game. Let it, do you guys think the season's over? I know statistically it's not, I think we have a 17% chance to make the playoffs. Now you ha- you got to win the division. Now the, the wild card spot, I think I saw you, it, the wild card spots like 2%. You have almost no chance because you don't have the tiebreaker with any of the teams because you've given away so many games this year. Um, let us know what you guys think. Um, as you can tell, we're still down about last night. Uh, so this one's going to take a few days to get over. Good thing we play. A, it's such a short week. Get to watch another L on Saturday. Oh, on <laughs> Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, let us know what you guys think. Like I said, um, if you guys want more episodes, make sure you uh, check out jointhedogs.com. Become a Patreon member. We're going to have an after-hours episode up on there. Um, I think we're going to get into the, somebody said they want to hear what five things we need to do in the off season. So we're going to touch on some different stuff. Um, 
And then to everybody else, we'll see you guys in a few days when we uh, break down the Packers game. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.